Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Biz Big Ideas podcast. My name is Bailey, and I run the small business Bliss by Bailey. And today, I'm so excited to be talking to you about using Pinterest to increase your business sales with Anna, the owner of Soaring Together and Anna Made Design Co. Hi, I'm Anna. I am so excited to be on the podcast. I started my handmade greeting card shop that is Anna Made about three years ago, and that's really where I started using Pinterest and figuring out idea pins. And it's actually one of my highest traffic drivers, even though I spend almost no time on it. So then I started using it for Soaring Together, which is my teen business community. And I'm super excited to be talking about it with Bailey today. Yeah. And I'm so excited to hear about it because I have never, I've never really considered using Pinterest for my business. And when I have tried, it didn't really get off the ground for me. So I'm really excited to get to know more about that today. But first, I have a little bit of an icebreaker just to get everything going. So my icebreaker for you today is what is your favorite thing that your business sells or does? So for Animate, I think it's my Colorado card and it's not up on Etsy because it's a very local thing. But anytime I go to like a craft show in Colorado, people love this card. Starting off, my first question I have for you today is a lot of people don't think of using Pinterest as a platform, but what makes it unique? So the really cool thing about Pinterest is it is a search engine instead of just being like a social media platform. So When people are going to Google, they're searching for a specific thing. They have a problem or they need ideas. And that is the same type of thing with Pinterest. So if someone needs a greeting card, maybe they'll go to Instagram. Probably not. Maybe they'll go to Etsy, which is another search engine. But Pinterest is kind of like that hidden gem for small businesses because maybe you do have people coming on and they want to make something. And that's definitely like a problem for some people, they don't want people to copy their designs. But for me, I'm just like, if they're going to copy my designs, they're going to do that. But I would take the people who are looking for greeting cards, go to my Etsy shop. And that's really just what the cool thing about Pinterest is. Yeah, I, I have tried it a few times, but I couldn't ever get any interaction, which leads me into the next question I have for you. So how can you get your pins off the ground? And do you use any types of scheduling apps or um, engines like that? In the beginning, I used Tailwind, which is basically like Planoly for Pinterest. I think Planoly also has a Pinterest option, but that they were really focused on group boards and making sure that everyone was repinning the group boards. And now that group boards aren't as much of a strategy to use that works super well, I just pin on my own and Pinterest has like an in- app scheduling thing so I can schedule pins for like up to two weeks out. And then another thing that's really cool about Pinterest is that because a lot of people don't use it, anytime I'm featured somewhere or I have a blog post go out about my business, I can tell whoever wrote the blog post or did the feature that, hey, I'm going to promote this on Pinterest. And they always really appreciate that. Yeah, I think that um, I used to use Planoly, however you say it. to schedule my post, but I actually didn't know they had a Pinterest setting. Yeah, I'm not completely sure on that, but I think it was something that they added pretty recently. Yeah, I 
I'll definitely try that out. And then I really want to get more into Pinterest. So that's why I was so excited for this episode today. Because, I mean, I think it's going to be really informative. So next question I have for you is how, how has Pinterest increased your sales and interaction traffic? So when I'm doing any type of pin that is linked, so just like a basic knowledge of Pinterest, you know, you have idea pins and those are like stories on Instagram. Those do not link, those link to your profile. But then there are video pins and static pins. And those, whenever someone clicks on it, they don't go to your profile like on Instagram, they go directly to your shop. So that is where a lot of my visits to my Etsy shop come from. I should have looked it up before, but I didn't. But last time I checked, which is was about last year, it was like a third of my traffic was coming from Pinterest, which is oh, always wow. interesting because we spend so much time on Instagram and creating content. And then this like an hour a week of scheduling pins out and putting out like repurposing Instagram reels to idea pins paid off so much more. Oh, wow. I, I definitely love the fact that Pinterest seems to be more of um, I mean besides like the scheduling and getting your pins you know prepared it's kind of sounds like it's hands off a little bit it really is it's it honestly sounds really convenient and with Instagram I know for me I'm a very uh, very busy person I do lots of extracurriculars and I'm going to school and volunteering and doing all this stuff that I don't always have time to like do things on Instagram. So I love that Pinterest sounds, I I love the Pinterest runs like that because um, you don't have to be always like consumed in it. And of course planning and scheduling them is going to take a lot of time, but it, it sounds like it's really convenient for you. It really is. And it's just like, if you have Instagram, Super easy to add on Pinterest on top of that because you can just repurpose your reels, put that on there. Yeah. Maybe you like whip out your Canva, make a couple graphics for any new launches or products that you release, schedule those like twice a month, and then you have Pinterest content every day going out. We know that Pinterest is a search engine, but what are some tips if people are, ha- are having trouble getting, getting views on their pins? So the big thing with Pinterest is that you have to focus on your search engine optimization SEO. So when you go to Pinterest.com, you log into your account, there's the search bar at the top. And if I was searching for like gluten-free chicken recipes, I'm going to get all of these pins come up. And the pins that are at the top are ones that are titled something like chicken, gluten-free chicken recipe, easy recipes to make at home. They have those same keywords typed in the search bar in their description and they have an appealing image. So really just focusing, you don't wanna be all cute and come up with fun titles. You are focusing on what are people searching for and then putting that in your title and your description and making sure that it's also in your image. Definitely. And if I'm if I'm correct, is there a um, sort of like reels feature on Pinterest, like where you can watch Um, videos that people have posted? Yeah, they just added it. And I think it's the same type of thing as idea pins, but it's, um, well, actually, no. Idea pins are stories. And then there's the watch video pins. Yeah. When you add your videos, obviously, those are going to do better because everyone wants this video content. It's the same thing on like Etsy. They just added 
Etsy Explorer, which is the same type yeah. of thing, Instagram Reels for Etsy. So if you are getting started, the first thing I would do is repurpose your Instagram Reels to Pinterest. Maybe if you can take off the um, like the watermark. I know there are websites yeah. that can do that. Um, but that is where I would start for anyone who wants to revamp their Pinterest. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go and do that. Go and do that after we're done recording. I'm going <laughs> to add all my reels on Pinterest. Um, but yeah, I think that um, personally, when I used Pinterest before, I, I didn't know any of this information, how to um, like optimize the amount of traffic that I will get. And so I had a few that would get um, pins, like, or not pins, they would get views, but none of my, um, none of my pins would ever, like, get pinned. Like, you can see the amount of pins you have and views, and I could, I never got the hang of it. It would have a lot of views, but I didn't know how to, you know, like, to get the pins and get interaction from them. Yeah, what I found with Pinterest is that you don't get a bunch of, like, those hearts or the, like, yeah. like it's like a light a reaction because I don't think that's what people are going to Pinterest for, but I've still, I've gotten like 20,000 views on a video of me talking oh, about wow. my card. That was the same video as my Etsy listing. So like this, the same thing with Pinterest here is how I use it is that I am just repurposing my videos from Etsy, from Instagram. And that is how I save so much time while still getting that impact. Oh yeah. I, I'm definitely going to do that. But I think, yeah, so basically, would you say that um, the hearts or the pins um, don't really, aren't as really as significant as getting like a view and getting your stuff out there? I would say what you really want for idea pins is people going to your profile, following you, checking yeah. out that link. So you're getting traffic to your website. But no, I haven't found that it's super important to have like your getting lots of good reactions like it would be for maybe TikTok or Reels. Yeah, I think, yeah, on Reels, definitely what people are looking for is, like, the interaction, like, likes, because um, I'm sure the algorithm is different on Pinterest and Instagram. Like you said earlier, because Pinterest is a search engine and Instagram is a social media platform, so I'm sure the algorithms are a lot different. But, yeah, I think it's, I mean... In any scenario, it's really easy for people to get focused and consumed on like likes and views. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's really into. I think it's important to remember what you said about Pinterest that that is not always the most important thing. It's just getting views on your profile and your um, clicks on onto your links and your um, products. That is such a good point that you just made. Pinterest is not about like having a million monthly viewers because you can just repin everyone else's content yeah pretty easily but how is that helping your business so really focusing on you want to be pinning your content you can also pin other people's content that's a great way to integrate it but you're really focusing if you go to etsy or your shopify or your wix stats how many clicks are coming from pinterest and that's really how you can measure your success yeah on on etsy actually you can um see like um, where all of your like your interactions are coming from and I actually found that um, I, I do usually I use Instagram as my main platform and most of my sales come from the link in my bio um, and I am getting I have gotten a few it shows me from um, 
like Google, like Google search engine, like you can, um, like you can look up crochet bag and my product might show up there, but I think stats, like stats outside of Pinterest that are showing how your Pinterest, like, if that makes sense, like it's important to pay attention to your business stats to ensure that Pinterest is bringing you the traction that you want. Right. Because Pinterest stats will obviously make Pinterest look good. You know what I mean? But if you look yes. from another platform, they're going to show you like what percent is actually coming from Pinterest. Yeah. Because I mean, every, I mean, social media platforms, they get, they get money for you using their apps. So they want you to keep using it. So of course, like Pinterest is going to show like, oh, our app is doing great things for you. But it's, I think, yeah, it's really important to pay attention to other websites and your other platforms as well to make sure that you're really getting out of each platform what you desire. Yes, that is such a like take home point from this episode today. Yes. So um, the next thing I have for you is I'm not sure if Pinterest has an ad setting, if you can pay for ads at all. But do you think it's useful to pay for ads in any social media scenario? I think this is such a good question. And I will start by saying that I have only paid for ads on Instagram. And that was when I was hosting my Soaring Together event where I brought together a bunch of team business owners to do this like online virtual event. So that I really wanted people to get in. And I think I did get one sale for a $19 sale for a $5 ad, but I did not track that very well. So that's the first thing I would say. If you are going to be boosting your pin, boosting your Instagram post, Make sure that you have tracking, whether that's analytics, separate links so that you know, is this working or not? Because that is the worst if you're just like guessing at where your money is going. Yes. But for Pinterest, I would say unless you are super established and you have been using it for at least six months, you are getting the traction that you want and you just want to amplify that, then do ads. But if you're just getting started, do not start with ads. You need to try and figure out how to use it just using the search engine that it already has. Yes, I I definitely um, agree with what you just said is don't pay for ads until you have figured out how everything works. Mm-hmm. Because I think in any social media, ads are going to cost money and that needs to be planned out. And I made that mistake when I first started my business. Um, I did pay for ads on Etsy and I ended up losing a lot of money because I um, I didn't really track them. I didn't put in a budget, you know, I wasn't considering how much profit I could potentially make. And I think um, I like one sale for one of my cheaper items of out of that ad. But I think that it's really, really important to plan and make sure you have a social media like under control, like you have your um, points mastered and what goal you want to accomplish before you're going to pay for ads or anything additional like that. Like you could do, um, you can like boost your post on Instagram. I'm not sure if that's the same as an ad. I've never done Instagram ads before, but I'm in any scenario to pay to get more traction on your, on your like profile. You want to make sure you really have that mastered and you know how it works. And another thing I would add to that, first of all, if you're doing ads on Etsy, your photos better be stellar. Like I must yes. be- blown away by the quality of your photography if you're going to put money behind that but then on instagram if you are targeting a like 13 to 18 year old audience like i am with soaring you can't do that on instagram you you can't um target ads at minors as we should like we don't want to be targeted by ads when we're not even 18 like 
I, I agree with that. Good thing. Good on Instagram. Good on the lawmakers for doing that. But if you are targeting a younger audience, I don't think ads are going to work really on any social media platform because you can't get that targeted person if they're under 18. And I did not know that about. Yeah. It's the type of thing that you only figure out like once you're, when you're putting your ad out. Once you're into it. And I think that, um, actually, I, I don't think my, I think my Etsy ad was also not beneficial because I didn't, like it wasn't, I didn't place an ad on like my best product. Like my, I mean, when I first started, this is when I first started, my pictures were not very good. It wasn't my best product. Mm -hmm. So like you said, like if if you're gonna place an ad, your photos need to be amazing, and I think that's um, part of the thing. Like on any social media, you need to have you need to be like eye catching. If yes. you're going to put effort and money into that, because if I mean you can pay for ads all you want, but if your product isn't very appealing, then it's it's not very it's not really gonna go anywhere. Yeah, completely agree. So yeah, I actually did not. You could not target ads to that age audience. And that's really useful to know now because, I mean, that's most of my audience as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure um, many people over the age of 18 would en- enjoy the jewelry and things they produce. I mean, I don't really advertise it that much, but I, I do more uh, like crochet things like cardigans and blankets. Um, but it's just really, really time consuming. But I, I don't think my audience is anyone over the age of like 19, 20. So I don't think ads would be very beneficial for me on Instagram if I ever tried that. And it's fascinating to know, like, companies who are trying to target us who are under 18, Mm -hmm. they're not using ads as much as they are using influencers, right? Because we all follow the same types of influencers most of the time, and they can advertise to us. They can do paid promotions with brands and still get that out to people who are under 18. So it's just kind of fascinating to learn how that types of like how that advertising works from the other side of it having a business. Yeah. I I definitely agree. Like everybody follows like I mean, I don't I'm not I'm not on TikTok. So I I don't know what's going on on there, but when I used to have it, um I would notice a lot of the like not necessarily influencers but larger creators that I followed they would do a lot of brand deals with mm-hmm. companies that were obviously looking to target a teenage audience because they were being um, produced by like the the PR packages or would be opened by a teenage influencer and so on. So, yeah, I think that's a way that companies really connect with their um newer audience like they're trying to bring new people in is through like a third party like that like a an influencer not even like a celebrity because I think influencers are and celebrities are definitely a little different but influencers definitely are one of the more modern ways that companies are targeting to get more sales and interaction and it's an interesting conversation to have like should that be regulated should influencers yeah. be able to target an audience that's so young and I don't have the answer to that but it's just interesting to think about yeah I definitely agree so do you think in a choose one situation would you use Pinterest over Instagram 
I would not just because I feel like Instagram is the best place to network and meet other teens. So maybe for animate, I would choose Pinterest, but for soaring, I would definitely choose um, Instagram because I get to meet other teens. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't have any experience on Pinterest, but I think that, like you said, for like my business, I think I would use Pinterest because it seems like it would be a great way to get my products out there. Mm-hmm. But for, like you said, for soaring, do you, when you did the, um, when you did your soaring together event, did you use Pinterest at all? And do you think it, uh, you know, got more people engaged in attendance? So the first year I ran it in 2021, I did use Pinterest and I probably got like two to three new people, which is awesome. But then this year I used it and I did not get anyone new. And it might've been because I was using my new Soaring Together Pinterest versus last time I was using my more established animated Pinterest account. And then I took off those um, pins because they weren't relevant anymore. But I think if you are trying to use Pinterest and you're relying on it to promote a launch, you probably do want to have a more established account. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I am I am so sad I missed that event. I was very busy this year, so I didn't really um, get on Instagram much or run my business. But I think, um, do you think that if you're more of a like a blogger? Do you think Pinterest would be more beneficial or Instagram in that situation? Uh, if I was a blogger who was making money off of ads on my site, if I needed to get more page views to work with brands, anything where I needed traffic, I would 100% choose Pinterest because that is where people are going to look for fashion. People are going to look for recipes. People are looking yeah. for gift ideas. So definitely as a blogger who needs traffic to my site, maybe I want to grow an email list. I would 100% choose Pinterest. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I will ever um, create a blog, but I would, uh, I'm definitely going to integrate Pinterest into my business plan now, because now that I've talked to you, I know a lot more about it than I did 30 minutes ago. (laughs) So I was, I think that Pinterest is a really unique way because it's, like you said, it's not social media. You can, it's a search engine. So Basically, it's like, I don't know, like Google in an app. So except like Google is really broad, but Pinterest is more consolidated. And I think that if you are a business who uses Pinterest, you definitely have an advantage because I did. I never really thought about using Pinterest like that. And I think it's really awesome. It's a really awesome platform now. And I'm, I mean, I think a lot more people should consider it. And in addition to Instagram as well, because Instagram has a lot of a lot of features that are really really important but I think Pinterest should be more considered in um, a business's daily life because like uh, we said earlier it's more hands-off you have to plan and schedule and that that won't take as much time as Instagram might so it's a really easy way to just increase interaction without having to really do a lot and I actually made a free checklist for anyone listening if you go to bigideas.soaringtogether.org you can sign up for a seven-step Pinterest plan. So that kind of goes over what we talked about today and then also just like walks you through step-by-step how to set up your Pinterest account. Yeah, and I will link that in the description of this episode. So 
while you're if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or even Anchor, I think you'll be able to click the link directly from there. So all of you listeners definitely go check that out and I'm gonna check that out as well as soon as we're done. <laughs> but I still have one more question for you. So what importance has social media had in starting and running your business? So when I first started my business, the first year I had no social media. It was just Etsy. The second year I added on Pinterest. And then the third year I added on Instagram. And I think what Pinterest brought to my business was extra traffic. So Etsy knows, oh, she's sending traffic to our site. We should promote her her stuff more. And it doesn't add a lot, but it does add a little bit of credibility to your shop if you have a social media going to Etsy or your website or whatever it is. And then Instagram really brought for Animate the opportunity to connect with people, to connect with my customers, to connect with potential shops. So if you want to get your products in stores, start following them on Instagram. I actually just did that yesterday and they were replying to my story highlights. So that is a super great way to connect with stores if you want to sell wholesale. Um, but other than that, for soaring, it's a way that I connect with teen business owners, connect with people that I might want to interview. So think of Instagram as a place to find customers and connect with them and Pinterest as a way to find shoppers and send them to your shop. Yeah, I love that. I love um, part of running my business is getting to connect with people. So when I'm on Instagram, it's I feel like a lot more personalized where I can connect to and my customers and send out more personalized content. But yeah, I definitely agree with what you said about Pinterest and Instagram being a little different and they have different purposes. But I think really in any situation, Pinterest is a good way to get your pins out there and get your more interaction to your shop. But Instagram has a lot of different features. And uh, like you said, you can connect with shops as well. And I haven't had much success with wholesale at all. And there's not really a lot of places around here where I could wholesale my products. But I think Instagram has a lot more messaging and interaction, like connection opportunities. And Pinterest is still an awesome way to move out there and create a broader range of your your um, presence on social media and within other communities. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So I don't have any more questions for you today, but if you could give a one-sentence summary about this episode that the Small Biz Big Ideas listeners should take away, what would it be? Okay, um, I would say... Wait for ads until you have established your social media platforms and start using Pinterest as a way to drive traffic to your shop. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And I think that this episode is going to be really, really valuable as a way to introduce Pinterest to a lot of our listeners. And even if some people are already familiar with it, just increase their knowledge about it because I think you gave a lot of really great advice and it was very, very inspiring. I'm sure our listeners that have been here for a while will be very excited to hear from you again. Yes, I was on the last episode of, I think it was season two. So Yeah, yeah, you were our last episode of season two. I mean, that was a great way to end the season. But yeah, um, that's all I have for today. Yeah, I'm so excited. And All right, awesome. I'm going to ha- go ahead and let you go.
All right. Bye. Bye. If you'd like a chance to be a guest on the Small Biz Big Ideas podcast, please apply through the application on our Instagram, Small Biz Big Ideas. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you next week.